The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hi, welcome back. Hey, buddy, how are you? It's been a week of commercials. It's been a week. Nothing else happens between the time we go off air and the time we come back on air. It shouldn't. It should just be us 24-7. Other than there's been four jazz games. I guess that's important. Three daily shows every single day. That's important. Car sense. That's important. Uh, the Man Cave Show. That's important. Wasatch Medical uh, Hour on that's Saturdays. definitely important. All, all kinds of stuff that has happened. So we're not that important is what you're saying? We are... Well, no, I'm saying we're first. Oh, okay. And then everything else. Everything else is that is, we allow. Well, I'm glad that you allow that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, we do. It was a joint decision. Oh no, this is you. <laughs> John was like, to be clear to the management listening, I don't. Endorse. Please send letters to Austin Horton. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so. We've got a lot of news to talk about. We have to pay respects and tribute to a legend in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. We've got seven new movies hitting theaters this week. I like that. We've got some not-so-great news about theaters coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. And we'll announce uh, uh, we've got a poll question about tough-as-nails characters and actors. I like it. So that and more to talk about. But before we do all that, Johnny, yes, I sir. did have a Sunday night dvd collection poll you did i did it didn't go so well for me uh oh uh i i now i will full-on admit i am i i I like a lot of movies that people don't like i'm not quite on hans olsen's level where i hate everything that's good and like everything. no one is on that level (laughs) there's only one person on that level and that's him but <laughs> I do like some movies that others would find bad. And according to this past Sunday's DVD collection poll question, that's the case. Because 1997 rom-com Picture Perfect, starring Jennifer Aniston, Jay Moore, Kevin Bacon, and Olympia Dukakis. Now, last week we had almost 400 votes yes, we did. in the poll question. This week we only had 55 votes. What happened? 60% say that's a bad movie. Wow. 40% say it's good. It's actually a really funny movie. Jay Moore's terrific in it. But people didn't like it. There's this stigma around Jen Aniston movies that people just think they're bad movies. I wonder why that is. Why do you think that is? Well, the only good one really is, well, like really good one is Office Space. And she's really just a bit player. Yeah, what do you think about her new uh, Apple series? I haven't seen it. Haven't the morning seen it? show or whatever? Yeah, morning show, exactly. Yeah. I don't support Apple, so I haven't seen it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> what's, the, what's the matter with you, huh? Uh, we could get into that in a political podcast if you'd like to. <laughs> I don't support Apple. We don't have time for that today. No, we, we don't. Uh, so there you go. Sunday night DVD collection poll question. Apparently, I own a bad movie. Okay. So, well, I own that. several bad movies that I absolutely love, too. So it's not just you, man. Speaking of which, I forgot to return your disc again. Oh, speaking of bad movies, is that what you're saying? <laughs> For the Fifth, the Fifth Element. Element is a great movie, Austin. <laughs> Come on, man. It was a movie. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we've got a lot of news to talk about, including, and we'll start right here, the passing of Utah's own Wilford Brimley. Yep. It's kind of sad. Very sad. You know, he... Uh, when I was in junior high and high school, 
I, I had a girlfriend. Can you believe that? That's I had a girlfriend. A miracle. And uh, she lived across the street from Wilford. Oh, did she? Yes. Where was this? It was up in the, I'm not going to say, in the holiday area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Wilford Brimley, how, how old uh, was he? 90? 206. 85 is all. 85? That's really young. 85. Of course, he longtime spokesman for Quaker Oats. Oh, man. Uh, diabetes. Yes, I know that myself. Uh, yeah, he was type 1. Yes, just like me. You're type 1. Yep. Uh, and, but he also, he, he was a Marine a wow. sergeant in the Marine Corps? I can't course? see that. You can't? No, I just, I mean, I know he's tough. He's a strong guy, he but... a little meat on his bones? No, I just thinking? see him just as this grandpa guy, because that's how my experience with him has always been, you know, the, oh. the, the, the grandpa, Wilford. Do you Wilford. think the man ever smiled? Only when yelling. Do you think he ever <laughs> faced the problem that he was like, well, this is going to get the best of me? No. No, no. he was I a tough dude. I can't think of a more tough-as-nails personification. Well, I think of him, when you say Wilford Brimley, the first thing that comes to mind, I know we're going to talk about some other stuff, but the first thing that comes to mind is the firm. Okay. And he was tough as nails in the firm. He was, he was the cleaner. The you know, he was the cleaner. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was bad <clears throat> in that movie. Yes, yes, sure. he was. The China Syndrome, The Thing, Cocoon. Cocoon. A TV career as well, where he did play a... In this show called Our House, did you ever see Our House? I did. Wow, and he was he was a tough grandpa. You bring him back. To, that had some... to suddenly take in his grandkids and and daughter in law. <laughs> you bring back some memories here. So we're going to talk about Wilford Brimley today, and that's what spawned our poll question in my mind. Yeah, uh, you can get on Twitter at Austin Horton at Johnny Lightfoot, and we'll get your responses in segment two. When you hear the phrase "tough as nails," name an actor or actress or character. That comes to mind when you hear tough as nails. For me, it's Wilford Brimley. I could I, I can easily see why, other than he's just a grandpa. So rest peacefully. Yeah, rest in peace, Wilford. He's he's missed. He hasn't done a lot lately, but man, everything he did was pretty much great movie, wasn't it? He, he I don't think he made a bad thing. No. No. I don't think he did either. And uh he, he so and you know how his career began? No, tell me. His friend Robert Duval. Oh, his buddy. A personal friend, uh he coaxed him into being a writing extra in a couple of Western movies. A writing not, not, knew, not writing, but riding, riding like riding like a horse. Because okay. he knew how to hold, handle horses. Okay. Uh and then he decided, you know, this might be something I want to try. Uh, and he said that uh, the most he ever earned in a year as an actor, yeah. $20,000. The most ever? The most, now, that was in 1979. Okay, I was going to say. But his, the heyday of his career was only from the early 70s to the late 80s, really. Yeah, he did some, well, the, the Maybe firm. Maybe the early 90s. Yeah, the firm was the early 90s, and then I think there wasn't much, too much after that. But, so he... He did not, uh, he, so he began making horseshoes for television and movies, then writing as an extra, and then the rest was history. This was after, of course, he served in the, the Marines. Wow, that's amazing. So, an incredible life. That's very cool. All right, we do have seven new movies coming Yay. to Megaplex Theaters this week. Should we talk about them? Is there any good ones? I think there might be. Cool. Let's talk about it. Starting with Waiting for the Barbarians. Now, this info is all courtesy of our friend Larry Tassoni, film buyer of Megaplex Theaters. Waiting for Barbarians opening all locations for one week only, starring uh, rated PG-13, starring Johnny Depp, 
Mark Rylance. I love Mark Rylance. Hmm. And Robert Pattinson. Okay. Johnny Depp plays a great villain and reminds Tony of the creepy Nazi villain from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. Okay. What now, do you think? I, I can get into it. My only problem with Depp is ever since he's done Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> he seems to not be able to shake that when he acts. So I want to see if he can shake that and maybe identify with something new. Well, I've watched the trailer for this. It looks really, really good. Yeah? I'm excited about it. Well, I'm excited, too. I mean, Johnny Depp's is not a small name, so having a big-name star come out in a movie in these times is awesome. One that uh, Larry really enjoyed and is excited for and thinks a lot of people will like is called Made in Italy. Opening at all all open locations. It's rated R. He says it's a very light R for some language. Okay. Okay. Starring Liam Neeson, it's a great romance comedy drama about a, a son who calls his dad up and says, "I have a very specific set of no. skills. No, we oh. need to go close down and sell our house in Tuscany." Okay. Their mom has passed away. His mom has passed away. His wife has passed away. We need to close up the house and sell it. Well, in the process of doing that, they have uh, more or less some therapy sessions together. And uh, as they reminisce on memories with his wife and his mom and on and on and on. Starring Liam Neeson. And Larry was funny. He said the the actor that plays Neeson's son in this movie reminded him a lot of Liam Neeson. Interesting. Only to find out it's Liam Neeson's real son. Well, there you go. Michael Richardson, who took, he legally changed his name, his last name, to his mother's name after she passed away in wow. a skiing accident in 2009. Wow. Natasha Richardson, which a lot of people would know her from The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Yep. yep. Uh, and so it's very, the script is very similar to Michael and Liam's actual experience of losing Natasha. Now, did you say it's it's rated R, right? This one's rated R? It says for a very light or some language it's rated R, and did you say blood did, and guts. Did you say like. it's a drama? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah. also some comedy. Okay. Yeah, so, so a dramedy. A dramedy. Yeah. I, hey, you know what? I could get into that. One I don't know much about, The Burnt Orange Heresy. <laughs> okay. Rated right R. There's a scene of nudity and sexual situations and language sprinkled throughout. Starring Donald Sutherland, Mick Jagger, and Elizabeth Debicki. Mick Jagger. Another favorite from recent screenings, uh, says Larry Tissoni, a thriller where everyone has a secret and keeps you guessing until the end. Oh, so it's one of those... Uh, kind of a whodunit. Mi- whodunit mystery kind of thing. The only hesitation I have is Mick Jagger, really? Well, yeah, that's that's what kind of throws a red flag for me. And what unfortunately what comes up again is another Johnny Depp movie with another Rolling Stone in it. <laughs> you, you know, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder how Jagger will do. Uh, so the burnt orange heresy, and I love Donald Sutherland. Well, of course. Could listen to him read the phone book. That's Keither's dad, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. This one's making a lot of critics turn their heads. The tax collector. Now turn their heads the bad way or the like, good way. like good like, way? That's catching their attention. The tax collector, a very strong R, says okay. Larry, starring Shia LaBeouf. If you like a good crime drama action Who? film, like a Scarface type film, Larry says this is for you. Directed by David Ayer, who wrote Training Day and also wrote and directed films like Fury, End of Watch, and Suicide Squad. 
Sounds like collector. Uh, also Sounds- has uh, George Lopez in it too. Oh, I didn't know he was yeah. still with us. According to this, it's, he's in the cast. Wow. Yeah. Well, this one sounds pretty cool. If you can get through the strong R rating of it. I can handle that. I think you, you think you could. All right, just uh, three more. One that you'll be really excited about. Becky, opening a very Valley Fair, star, rated R, starring Kevin James and Joel McHale. You immediately think, oh, Kevin James, Joel McHale. Comedy, comedy right? Right. It's a horror action thriller. So you're going to see it. You've never seen Kevin James like this before. His character is a violent neo-Nazi convict that takes a family hostage and terrorizes them to get what he wants. The teenage daughter fights back and may prove to be more ruthless. Okay, now now Kevin James as a bad guy. I'm I'm having a hard time seeing this, but I'm intrigued. And Joel McHale. Yeah, but... (laughs) They're both kind of comedic. Yeah, they're both funny guy, like... Smart A's, know, you know, but I don't know. I think I would give that a shot just to see. I mean, look, let's don't be fooled. Like I've talked about this before. Philip Seymour Hoffman playing the bad guy in Mission Impossible. You remember how yes. ruthless he was? And then and he played Capote. He, he, yeah. And, you know, and you didn't see it because to, to me, he was just the guy in Twister. <laughs> you remember? And along came Polly. Yeah, yeah, those funny movies. And then he did that. It's just like, wow, look at the depth of this actor. So, yeah. hey, you know, maybe... Friend of the show, Bill Engvall, he he did a, a horror movie where he was the antagonist a few years ago and nailed it. See, I I I would give this a shot. I would I would definitely give it a shot. So I, I think I'll give it a shot as well. Blackwater Abyss is the name of our next movie. Blackwater Abyss, PG thirteen, an Australian film about a group of friends that go cave exploring in the outback and discover. It is inhabited by a territorial crocodile. Oh, no. Hard pass for yep, me. Yep, This is not even a dollar flick movie. This is not even the 50 cent bin. This is uh, whatever. Next. And then the final new release this week, a documentary entitled Gordon Lightfoot, If You Could Read My Mind. I'm in it. You are? No, no, but you are some sort of some sort of related to Gordon Lightfoot. Aren't I you? am, and I will probably see this because it is like my ex brother in law's college roommate kind of thing with huh? Gordon. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, he's actually he's my grandfather's cousin, so I have no idea what that makes. Did you ever, us. Have you? Is he still living? He's still alive. He's have still you alive. Met him? Um, I've never met him. Well, I should take that back. Not in my adult life, I've yeah, never met okay. him. Right. Um, but uh, we would always play the same venues, and I've left him a few notes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, at Megaplex, the classics that are playing right now, Empire Strikes Back. Yep. 1917. That's a great movie. not really a classic. It's I like that movie a lot. released just a few months ago. Yeah. All of the Harry Potters. Okay. Your favorites. How, ugh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's hilarious movie. The Breakfast Club. Hello. Space Jam. Okay. The new one? No. Oh. Gremlins. Which one? Just says Gremlins. So probably one. Edge of Tomorrow. I like that. was a very underrated movie. That is Groundhog Day in the future. (laughs) The Blind Side. Mm -hmm. The Burbs. Back to the Future 1 through 3. And Heart of Africa. See, there's some great stuff to go see at the movies right now. And... Honestly, it's all socially distanced. Yep. It's safe. It's sanitized. Everybody, really, you could use a night out at the movie safely. You can, and, and I've, I've done it. it available. I have done it, and I felt very safe and very comfortable. 
and I didn't feel worried at all, like sitting in the seats, or am I going to catch something? Everything felt great and walked away just fine. And you've got to escape this COVID-ridden world for an hour and a half to two hours. You do. And hey, I want to stress that all those movies that you listed, just about all of them, are currently playing right now at the Megaplexus. Yep, so go check it out. Before we break, though, also some good news from Megaplex. Okay. And then in segment two, we'll have some bad news before we get to the poll question response. But the good news, for the month of August, all new and existing Megaplex My Mega Rewards members are getting two free passes to see a movie at Megaplex Theaters this month. Whoa. So all you got to do is go to MyMegaRewards.com or download the Megaplex Theaters mobile app on Google Play, the Apple App Store, wherever you get your apps. You sign up to be a My Mega Rewards member, you get two free movie tickets to go see uh, a movie at Megaplex Theaters this month. That's really cool. Now, now let me let me get just let me just clarify. So that's new. So if you've never had a Megaplex reward card, you go sign up, get it. You're going to get two movie tickets to see a movie. Yep. And if you are already signed up, you can collect some as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you don't have to be a new member. So you, if you're an existing member, you can go into your Megaplex Rewards and you can select, give me my two free tickets. Yep. Free tickets valid for any new or classic film showing this month at participating Mega Megaplex theater locations. One premium luxury movie ticket valid for luxury 2D, 3D, IMAX, Dolby Atmos formats. All of them. And one traditional reserved movie ticket, including 2D, 3D, IMAX, and Dolby Atmos formats. So all, all the formats you can go check. That's really cool. So check with your local Megaplex to make sure the movie that you'd like to see fits into the format that goes with the ticket, but pretty much that leaves it wide open. Yeah, go see the Gordon Lightfoot movie. It's my family. There you go. Yep. (laughs) All right, coming up next, some bad news. Yeah, there's some, and we'll get into it after the break, but it's, it's a gut punch. It's a gut punch, but there's some silver lining to it. We'll talk about that, and we'll get your poll question responses on Twitter at Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot, actor or actress or character you think of when you hear the phrase, tough as nails. Mm. More next, right here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to The Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All my friends are cowboys. That's just fine with me. The Movie Zone, welcome back, segment two, soundtrack of the week, diving a little deep, a deep cut here, Johnny Lightfoot. Very deep. From, if, if you recognize that voice singing, that's Wilford Brimley himself. You're going uh, way deep here. An accomplished harmonica player. Is that right? And a very esteemed friend of the classic country western music genre, although not the best singing voice. But he was on a TV show called All My Friends Are Cowboys that starred such people as Johnny Cash and June Cash. Who? Uh, uh, Roy Rogers, Who? John Wayne. Who are they? And so that's our soundtrack of the week. Okay. That's a deep track. I don't think of Wilford as the harmonica player. He He's the Quaker Oats guy. Did you ever watch the Craig Ferguson show? I did. Yeah. I love that show. He would, at the end of every interview, say, do you want an awkward pause? touch my glittery ball or play the mouth organ yes and anyone that could legitimately play the mouth organ was gifted a real fine golden harmonica wow of hundreds of dollars in value how did i miss this and some of them would he'd give it to them if they could even just 
make a get, sound? Get Osuzayana out of it, yeah. Okay. Well, Wilford Brimley took the mouth organ, the harmonica, yeah. off the table and did a symphonic version of Oh Susanna. So he's a great player. And gave him the golden harmonica. Yeah. I am going to have to watch that. May he rest in peace, Wilford Brimley. Not Craig Ferguson, Wilford Brimley. Right, real, yeah. right, right. right. Uh, all right, we'll get back to uh, more of that with our poll question in a moment. But we promised you some bad news that we have to deliver here in the second segment, other than Wilford's passing. Move well, on, Johnny. Okay. Tell us about it. Well, it looks like Mulan is not going to hit the theaters, except for a few places. Okay, where? Russia. Ugh. China. Ugh. Eastern Europe. Uh? <laughs> so, guess what? You got to watch it digitally, but it's only going to cost you twenty nine ninety nine to see it. Yeah. Yes. Now, if you have a bunch of kids... Do you, you own get, it, or do you just get to watch it once? You're going to have to answer that one. Does it, does it, because it's through Disney Plus, I'm a, which I'm, I, we already have a payment for every right? month. We do have a payment. I'm assuming that this is like a rental. And it doesn't you don't get to keep it. your Disney Plus? I'm assuming this. Now, I know yeah. what that means when you assume stuff, but I'm assuming because if not, why, just, why not just put it on Disney Plus and call it part of your streaming service fees? Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, it's... I don't want to see movies go this way. I, re I really yeah. don't. So are you going to do it? I don't know. Probably, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not. You're not. You're going to boycott it. And I feel a real uh, dilemma here because as a host of a movie show, I should probably see it. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I want to make it hard on these movie uh, uh, companies... When they come to the decision of, do we go back to the theaters at all? I want that to be a hard decision for them. Yeah, I know. I'm with you 100%. But and me saving my 30 bucks probably won't do much to them. Look, seeing a movie, this, this is a blockbuster movie. Let's, let's not, and it let's not deny it. I do not want to see it on my horrible system at home. Now, not everyone has a horrible <laughs> system. I'm sure people have amazing systems. But it's not the movie system. It's not when you go to the theater and you get those rumbling sounds. That's what I want to see with this movie. And I want more movies that way. I enjoy seeing movies at home, but I want to see movies at home that I've already seen in the theater. And this movie is a type that deserves to be seen on that big screen with the big Atmos and the... All the, the trailers that I've seen of this look amazing. The yep. cinematography looks amazing. Everything about it looks amazing. And instead, we got to settle for streaming it. I don't want to see it on my 80-inch TV. <laughs> you have an 80-inch TV? No, but, but this, oh. is, this is drama of the mind. Come I on. See, I see, yes. So, uh, no, I don't. I, I have like a 32. Now, for someone like a Hans Olsen with a movie theater in his home. What? Not a big deal. Well... I bet the sound system's not that good. I bet it is. You think so? <laughs> All right. All right. So there you go. Bad news about Mulan. Also, a movie you were looking forward yeah. to not coming to theaters. So Bill and Ted's Face the Music has been constantly getting pushed back like everything was. And originally, before the end of the world, it was going to, you know, it was supposed to be this month. Well, there's good news and bad news. It uh, It's now been moved up from September 1st. To August 28th okay. at a home release. So not in the theaters. Not in the theaters. Well, um, if I cared about this movie, I'd have a reaction for you. Well, it's not so much even caring <laughs> about the movie. It's it's 
we're starting to see this trend. It's ah, it's really, really terrible. That's two movies back to back that we've talked about that's doing this. And, and yeah, I still, I still don't believe this dark storm of COVID will lift and life will resume mostly as normal before this pandemic, including going to movie theaters. Well, you know, I know we had some other things to talk about, but I want to get into this a little deeper. And I want to know, do you think that movies are doing this? Do you think, I mean, look, we just talked about how many seven new movies that were coming out in the theater. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem? Why can't Mulan release in the theater? If we're releasing seven new new movies, why can't we release Mulan? Do you think it's because... The box office numbers are going to be down? They are banking on their projections that too many people are either going to be hesitant or afraid to go to the movie theater. Okay. Even if local health officials say you meet these conditions like Megaplex has done, then you can. They're, they're thinking there still might not be enough people that would. And they're, they're also factoring in the, to, the, to this that... For the most part, this country has not handled coronavirus correctly. No, we have not. You're and absolutely so right. There's going to be whether and I think the old the whole second wave theory is down the disposal. I think it's just been one giant wave and that wave in a lot of areas in this country is really really bad right now. Sure. And when these movies are supposed to be opening, so they're thinking, okay, do we hold this off till next summer? Or do we just get it out there now? So that's, I, I, I under, think, what they're thinking. I understand that the, they're, they're worried about poor box office numbers. I get that. I But I'm wondering if they're banking too much on it. You know what? Release it in both. Yeah, People why who not? Want, you know, put it on the digital format to buy or release it in the theater. Exactly. You know? Right. Especially when, God, theaters have been so... Uh, Disney, oh, Disney, for example, owes half of their coffers to movie theaters. Right, of course. And now in the moment when movie theaters need a payback from Disney in this form, they can't They're not helping them, no. They're not helping them. It's terrible. Listen, if there's anybody out there that works for them, release it in both formats if they're so worried about it. Listen, Disney. Yes. Listen, Listen, Mouse. Listen here, little mousy. Yeah. All right, so bad news. Yeah, that's that. I I don't want to see this, man. I really don't. I want I want to see movies in theaters where they belong, and then once I've seen it in the theater, I want to purchase it and watch it at home. After that, yeah, right. Now you also have a bit of good news, though. I do, and uh, this this unfortunately still talking about Disney, but uh, Captain Marvel two has finally landed a new director, or a director, I should say, just in general. Um, let me get her name right here. Nia DaCosta. Okay. What has she done? I don't know. Okay. But uh, I could look it up here, but I'm no, just, I'm just not going to. But so what What I'm getting at is Captain Marvel is, gonna, is greenlit. Captain Marvel 2 is greenlit. We have a director. We're moving forward. Now, if you're like me, after Avengers Endgame... And it's been so long now since we had a new Marvel movie, I kind of felt like it's all over. Yeah, I kind of hoped it would be. You know, frankly. it reminds me and goes I don't going need back. A Marvel too. This is going back in time, but remember, like Return of the Jedi came out and then it ended, and it's kind of like that was awesome, but now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. 
And this is how this is how Marvel feels to me. But Marvel's still promising new Thor movies, new Captain Marvels, new Doctor Strange, new Guardians of the Galaxy. So hopefully yeah, it comes why? back. No, I because hope it they make money. That's I why hope, Austin. I hope Disney loses so much money that they can't ever make another Marvel movie. Really? Sorry, I hate. I'm, I'm done with Marvel. You're done. What what, I, what? what about it? Don't you like? It's been done. Sure. It's give us something different. I would rather them. I would rather see them remake every animation <laughs> live action. Okay. Before I see another Marvel Toy Story, movie. the live action. Right. Why not? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great uh, if they got Tom Hanks and they've uh, got Lin Manuel working on the Little Mermaid, which is going to be top notch. Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, uh, we got to get our, our poll question in real quick. Okay, let's do we it. Go to break. Uh, Wilford Brimley passed Utah's own, and so I asked on Twitter. We asked on Twitter. First actor or character that comes to mind when you hear the phrase tough as nails. Matt sends in John McClane. Oh, well, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah Willis. right, right, right. Lloyd. That's Lloyd Cole. Yeah, I know says him. Chuck Norris. Of course. Ah, Chuck Norris is fake tough. You think so? He's hawking juices on, on late night TV. Uh, he's fake he, be, he beat up Bruce Lee. In real life? Or Maybe. In the movie. Maybe. <laughs> it's unconfirmed. Our guy Larry to Sony. Anyone who, is, who has to act opposite of Kristen Stewart, those have to be the toughest actors <laughs> and actresses in the world. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wild Turkey Fart Blunt says Jackie Chan. What was that name? Wild Turkey Fart Blunt. Okay. Bucky Cash has a thought thread for you. A thought thread. Thread. Andy Dufresne? No. Red? No. John Wayne? No. Don't think of Sliced Alone. Don't think of Sliced Alone. Maybe Jim J. Braddock? Wait, there's got to be an X-Man. Wolverine. Yeah, but he had mutant powers, too. That's why he was so tough. <laughs> Landon goes with Rocky. Ashton says Clint Eastwood. Yeah. As did Jake Scott. Clint, Clint Eastwood uh, is, is up there. Jake Scott said Nathan Lane and then Clint Eastwood. <laughs> wow. Uh, Brannon at Liberty Mutual says Liam Neeson and Charlton, Charlton Heston. Okay. Uh, Mike says Brad Pitt is the gypsy bare knuckle boxing champion. Snatch, absolutely tough yeah, as nails. Yeah. Roger says Bruce Lee. Roger also uh, different. Roger says Clint Eastwood. Robert says Charles Bronson or Clint Eastwood. Pick a movie. Okay, I can Charles see that. Bronson. Yeah, wow. sure, you bet. Did, didn't you ever see Death Wish? Oh, that's yeah. Well, I liked the new one with Bruce Willis. Yeah, better. I like that too. Jessica says Denzel Washington. Is he tough? Tough as nails? I guess. Training day? Training day, yeah. Well, that's uh, one Man movie. On Fire? That's one movie. Uh, John Q? It's still one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jashby says Kevin Costner. Uh, what's mm. he tough in? Mm. The Patriot? Oh, he wasn't in that. Robin Hood? The worst movie Dances ever Dances with Wolves? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, uh, Yellowstone. He's tough in Yellowstone. He's tough in Yellowstone. Okay, I'll, I'll take it back. Yellowstone. Austin Frankham says, Stallone by far. He lists Rambo, Rocky, and Barney in The Expendables, not to mention the Joe in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> Ethan okay. says, Jeff Bridges. Good answer. Mm -hmm. D says, Rocky Balboa. Vic says, John Wayne. Cause says, John Wick. Ooh. And Phil goes specifically Dirty Harry by Clint Eastwood. I'm really shocked that no one threw in Arnold Schwarzenegger. There was no Schwarzenegger. There was no, no Harrison Ford. There was no Wilford Brimley. There was no Jason Statham. There, yeah, Jason Statham. There was no uh, 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 other Star Wars guy. Uh, Harrison? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's not tough. <laughs> Yoda? Yoda's tough. I saw him. <laughs> the, the Mandalorian. 
I saw Yoda lift an X-wing with one hand. So, <laughs> all right, there you go. Tough as nails. Who are you going with? Who are you going uh, with? Wilford Brimley. Wilford. 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 Wilford Brimley. I'm yes. going with Wiley Coyote. Okay. Think about the how much destructible. That's tough as nails, right there. <laughs> oh, I always wanted him to lose just one time. I mean, he, he, win. He, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. What would he have done though? Could you imagine getting the Roadrunner and it's spinning on a, 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 a spit? <laughs> a spit. <laughs> Coming up next, we got from the archives, and uh, we're going a little baseball. Of course. In honor of Wilford Brimley, we'll talk about it next here on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And all my friends are cowboys. Segment three. That would be the final segment this week. That's it. This is it. No more after this until next week. That went quick. Unless you tune in for the replays on Saturday and Sunday. Which you should. And unless you're listening right now on Saturday or Sunday, to which we say this might be it. If it's Saturday, this is it for the week. Or... If it's Sunday, this is it for the week. If it's Saturday, you can still tune in tomorrow on Sunday for more. But really, it's never it. It's never over because, Johnny, we're always available on 1280thezone.com we're and the Zone there. Sports Network app. I am confused, but I, we're always there. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line being, it's we're never not there. We're As they say in Angels in the Outfield, we're always watching. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're always listening. Oh, no, that we're not Santa Claus. No. Oh, I was thinking Siri. Oh, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that this is this is the final segment this week. It is. That. It is. And because it is, we go from the archives. And as you heard, the soundtrack of the week again bumping us in. Wilford Brimley, 85 years old, passed away sadly, but he had a heck of a career in TV and movies. And before that, as a Marine. And I thought we'd uh, look at one of my favorite Wilford Brimley movies, The Natural, as we dive into the archives. Now, I have to talk about this because I had not seen this movie until recently. and Which blows my mind. Right. I, we all seen it. You know, we we know the famous shot where he hits the ball into the, the lights at the end, right? We <laughs> we know this scene. But I never actually sat down and watched this entire movie. And I would put this movie up there with like a Shawshank. Really? I would. This is a great movie. It is It is near perfect. There is yeah. some problems, but it's a great movie. There's, there's a few, yeah. few plot there's holes. There's some hokiness. And yeah. yeah, there's some silliness, but... But he had a bat made from a tree that was struck by lightning. Yeah, he did. What was it called? Old Hickory? Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder Boy. Yeah. All right, so we'll give us some facts and factoids. We'll, we'll trade facts and factoids right. here about The Natural. The Natural, 1984. Uh, featuring Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Wilford Brimley, Kim Bassinger, and Barbara Hershey. Yes, Barbara Hershey, another sports movie for her. Right. Uh, this is directed by Barry Levenstein. Levinson, sorry, Levinson. And if you're wondering what who that is, he only directed a few movies like Rain Man, oh. Bugsy, oh. Wag the Dog. So he's an up-and-comer. Toys, <laughs> you know, he's done some ground level movies, <laughs> a few independents. Yes, that's right. Uh, the critics gave this eighty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the fans gave it eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So okay. loved by both on this. Had a budget of twenty eight million in nineteen eighty four. That's a lot, and a worldwide gross of forty eight million. So it 
doubled, not even doubled the budget. Didn't even double the budget. It was a flop. It made it made twenty million dollars. If twenty million making twenty million is a flop in nineteen eighty four. These days, actually, no, that's going to be what close to sixty million. Yeah, so that's okay. Not a it's, flop. A, it's well, I think nowadays you kind of kind of hit that hundred million mark. Or no, it's a billion now, isn't it? A billion's no, the that's, mark. That's yeah, that's the mark. But this was put out by a very brand new unknown movie theater or movie theater movie maker at the time tristar oh yeah this was their second movie which didn't they eventually get bought by disney probably or am i thinking uh, they probably Who are knows? at this point yeah but they uh but they released tristar released 11 sony excuse me 11 movies in 1984 and what were they Oh, hold on. Let me. I got it right here, actually. Oh, okay. So it started with Where the Boys Are. Uh huh. Then the second movie was a month later was The Natural. Okay. The Last Winter. Never heard of it. The Muppets Take Manhattan. Okay. My wife's favorite. Meatballs, part two. Okay. Part two. <laughs> part two, not one, two. Flashpoint, The Evil That Men Do, Places in the Heart, Songwriter, Blame It on the Night. Loveliness, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was removed two weeks after it opened. <laughs> a family uh, feel-good flick. Yes. Supergirl, which was distribution only. Birdie, Runaway, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh my gosh, they were terrible. And that's what they ended uh, 1984 on. But, so really... So their only good movie in 84 was this. Was The Natural. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, huh, yeah. It's uh, a good one. This was based on a true story. Yes, it was. Loosely. Yes. In 1949, a woman that was stalking a baseball player in Chicago shot him. And uh, Bernard Malamud decided, I'm going to write a book about it. He based that book loosely on that moment. They then boost, based the movie loosely on the book. The woman who committed the crime, Johnny, disappeared. She was a teenager at the time. She was later discovered in her 80s. And she died at the age of 83. She went on the lam wow. for some 60 plus years after shooting that baseball player. Maybe she was the Zodiac killer. Maybe. No, that's no. that was a person. That was a, a man. And 50 years. <laughs> Why does it have to be a man? That's just, I, <laughs> it just has been proven. Well, this is, this is, uh, I think. this is included <laughs> as one of the 1001 movies you must see before you die. And I can I can kind of agree with this. This, like I said, I'm putting it up there with Shawshank. I think it's very similar. It's it's almost. Shaw I love these kind of early 1900 movies. You know, that take place in that time frame is what I mean. I love those type of movies. I think they're fun, and uh, I just I just dig it. There's some now. Okay, sorry, I'm just jumping around here. I apologize. Okay. Um, so the Wrigley Field. Remember uh -huh. when they went and played Wrigley Field? Yeah. That was filmed in Buffalo at the uh, All High Stadium. However, they took shots from Wrigley Field stands in the scoreboard, and they matted it on top of the shot of the other field to make it look like it was Wrigley. Wow, that's nifty. Isn't that cool? And I, was, I, I knew that watching the movie, and I tried to see it. And 1984, they did a great job. You, normally, you can see it, you know, like... Some dude's not moving. He's like, there's a big play, and he's like stuck in his seat, not moving, like a mannequin. But no, they did that, which I thought was really, really cool. But speaking of the field, the filmmakers searched the country. They searched it high and low for a stadium that had that pre-World War II look. Okay. 
And they found it in Buffalo. So both fil- both fields were in Buffalo, but this was War Memorial Stadium. So that's where the majority of the Knights games, not night games, but the team Knights, the Knights, yeah, yeah, right. were filmed. Uh, it was actually built in 1937, so obviously pre-World War II. And unfortunately, it was demolished in 1988. So four years after this film came out, they just completely wiped that field. Huh. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. They should keep that. Yeah. That ought to have been held on to. Well, uh, as far as baseball movies go, sports movies in general, it's near the top of the, of all the lists. Oh, absolutely. Uh, even though it's a little like, okay, now he's, he's he's bleeding from his stomach again. What what is What's going on here? But it's a feel-good, come-from-behind, come-back-kid tale. And Wilford Brimley plays a great coach. Pop Fisher. Pop. Yeah, what a what a great baseball name too. He is he is he is such a jerk when Robert Red when Roy Hobbs comes there the first day. You know, this old guy. He's so mean to him, man. He's perfect for that role. He really is. He really is. Now you know what's interesting is uh, Roy Hobbs was portrayed in two eras in this movie. Uh, as a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. and then again as a 35-year-old. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is Robert Redford was 47. Stop it. When playing this. He was he was 47? 47 when he played this role. How old is he now, 112? Uh, probably. Good we can, we can go down and ask him down there at Sundance. 47 years 47 old. playing wow. a 19-year-old. Good for him. Now, you know what's interesting? And this is, I don't have this as a note, it just popped into my head. Have you ever noticed watching The Natural how much Robert Redford and Brad Pitt look alike? No. <laughs> Trust me. Watch it again. Watch, watch The Natural. Look at a younger Robert Redford, a, a younger 47 year old Robert Redford. Huh. And it's, it's Brad Pitt, man. Freaking. It's freaking, man. It's freaking. <laughs> All right. So going back to some, some, some stuff from the movie. Yeah. Did you happen to notice the patches on the left arm of the Knights on their uniforms? Yes. So those were special patches comm- commemorating the centennial of baseball. So the hundred years. That was a patch on their arm. It was 17, or was 1884 was the first year of baseball? Not 84. This was 39. Oh, I'm sorry. That's when the movie came out. Yeah, no, this is 39. So 1839. Yeah, this place took place, and this movie took place in 1939. So 1839 mm-hmm. is when baseball apparently started. And they just added that detail in there to be... Yeah, they just did it just oh, to, just to make kind of... a little more realistic. Well, you notice they never really gave that uh, the year that it really was. And I don't think that was ever a real team. The, the Knights? Knights? No, I don't yeah, think so either. Yeah. Now, um, Roy Hobbs is asked, and it goes by really quick. It's kind of in one of those montage moments in the movie. But he asks, what does it take to be a big leaguer? Do you remember this right, scene? Uh-huh. And he says, you have to have a lot of a little boy in you. <laughs> That's an actual quote from a Brooklyn Dodgers catcher, Roy, uh, I can never pronounce this, Campanella. 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 Yeah, a quote machine. Yes. Roy Campanella. Yes. Uh, what does what does that mean to you, Johnny Lightfoot? I think it means that you still have to have that childhood passion that you had for baseball, the love of the game, the that you see it in all the movies, playing catch with your dad moment. Okay. I, I take it uh, as far as the leadership quality. I take it as little kids are pretty much accepting of everybody. Okay. It faults and flaws included. Sure, absolutely. And to be a good leader, you don't have to always 
forgive and forget those faults and flaws, but you do need to be accepting of everybody's point of view. Yes, you do. As little kids tend to be. I think that's just a good life lesson in general. And little kids don't quit easy either. No. They don't give up. No, they don't. But I, I do I they do like to, that. They have to become a, a parent themselves before they realize, oh, yeah, I should quit. Yeah. <laughs> forget <laughs> about my dreams. You got to walk in those shoes, <laughs> you know. I do. I like that quote, though. I think that's a cool quote. It's a good quote. All right, there you go. Some facts and factoids about the natural as we pay honor to uh, the dearly departed Walford, 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 Wilford Brimley, Wilford Brimley. May he rest peacefully. Johnny, good show this week. Yeah, good show, man. That was the final. That was the final segment this week. Yes, it was. So just to be clear, so there's no more, no more of us until the replay on Saturday, or the replay on Sunday, or all the time around the clock, constantly available at 1280thezone.com. You can listen there. And in the on-demand audio section on the Zone Sports Network app. Or next Thursday. Or, yeah. Or every Thursday. Always and forever. But that's the final segment. To infinity and beyond. That's Johnny Lightfoot. (laughs) I'm the ridiculous Austin Horton who needs his medication. Yeah, you do. We'll be back next week right here on (laughs) the Movie Zone.